Who wants it? Who <laughs> yeah. fucking wants it? This is Tall Can Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast. Coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We are on social media at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're following along there and uh, and subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. Another new voice for you today. Uh, a familiar brewery, but a new voice. Ian from the Whippersnapper Brewing Company is here. What's happening, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm glad you came in. Glad we were able to do this. A uh, little short notice. I think it was just uh, just yesterday. We yeah. We were trading yeah, yeah. tweets about it. You had something new on the go and tagged me in it and... And here we are sitting down 24 hours later. Yeah. Well, you know, this kind of thing is going to be coming out really shortly. So I figured it might be a good time to at least talk about it and see sure. if it might be a, a time to get together and chat. That's right. Well, uh, you know, one of the things I don't like to do to our guests is make them wait too long to no, get into I the totally beer. No, I totally agree. So let's that's just... one of the things I notice about the show is, and it really sort of pisses me off when I don't hear people cracking the cans. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll text you afterwards and say, oh, did you guys not even drink a beer that day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you even doing here? Sometimes, yeah. yeah it's uh, Especially if it's just me on a solo show. Yeah. Uh, like on uh, after game one of the Jays series there, I came in, just did 15 minutes on my own. I'm like... Uh, probably don't need to be that's drinking tough. by myself that's here today tough. or whatever. But yeah, I, I was in the mood for one, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just, uh, it's got to be authentic. Uh, you have brought the beer today. Let's crack into them. You can tell us about what you've got here. All right, well, let's crack it first. All right. Oh, that sounded good. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Right. Oh, okay. Feels good on the throat. <laughs> it does. Nice way to start your afternoon. It is, and it's a, it's a gentle uh, 7% rye IPA. Get the rye right off the hop. Get here the rye bit. right off the hop, and uh, it's called "Who Wants It." Who wants it? Based off of uh, our fearless Ottawa Senators captain's comments to the uh, Detroit Red Wings bench last year. Yes, uh, so that stems from that two-game matchup back to back, very yeah. late in the season. That both teams were still kind of in the playoff race. Uh, Ottawa basically put an end to Detroit's season. Uh, over those two games, but yeah, it was I guess, the highest point for Ottawa because immediately after that they went to the yes, <laughs> they went to shit. That's so. basically <laughs> it, yeah. But in that game, yeah, there's a moment where Brady's kind of looking at the the whole Detroit bench, like who wants it, who yeah. fucking wants it, exactly. right? Like he's he's exactly. ready to take on the world, man. Yeah. So. And so I've been always wanting to do a uh, a sense based beer. I shouldn't say sense based; it's not really sense based. This is just a beer about hockey players. That's right. Completely, you know, <laughs> this coincidental. Is, this product is neither endorsed by the, uh, <laughs> the NHL or the Ottawa Center. Exactly. Centers. And you have enough people come through here that have connections to That's those guys. So I don't want to do anything like that. We it's have a wink and a nod things. to this. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's just a little bit of a nod. Right. Uh, and it's us having fun. For sure. So we like to do that. And I've always wanted to do a Sens beer. Um, you know, coming in hot would have been something we would have yeah. done back in the day. Obviously not now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some other guys doing that. But. Right. I thought this was a, a fun one for this year. There's a lot of excitement mm-hmm. based on the Senators. Yes. Um, I'm very excited for the year, so I'm, I'm hopeful that this is something that everybody picks up and just goes with and, and really digs into the year. Yeah. It, it, it's a fun idea for it. Like, yeah. when you saw that that incident with yeah. Brady and the yeah. Red Wings, did you know right then, like, I'm going to put that phrase away and maybe save that for a beer title? Or is it something when you were looking this fall to do one that you kind of, it, it came back to your yeah, mind? Yeah, probably but, a little bit of column A, column B. Yeah. I, I have a list of about 400 things in in this list I have on my phone about beer ideas and names. So, Because <laughs> all of your your beers have, well, some of them have some pretty out there names and like it, it constantly seems like just little puns here and there or wordplay on things, right? Yeah, it's, and it, just, yeah, uh, just ways to have fun. I know you've been enjoying the uh, Jolly Pop and yes. things like that lately. So. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little about the brew? We will talk about the Sens, I promise. We'll we'll get to that, but I'm going to make you tell me a little about the brewery first and, sure. and for people who aren't, uh, who aren't familiar with it. And I have referenced it a few more times here lately yeah, on the pod. Very be- generous. I appreciate it. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've gotten some more stuff. And, and one of the things that I've said, and you can correct me if I'm off base a little bit or whatever, but it seems like you turn over your lineup more often than a lot of breweries, right? It seems like you have a lot more, I don't even know if you'd want to categorize them as seasonals, but like you're constantly putting out new things and they may not yeah. be around for a long time, yeah. um, but there will always be something new when you go in there. Right? Yeah, and it's very true. And it's it's part of what we do and part of how we have fun with it. Um, keeps it interesting for me and our customers. Um, so we started off as a brewery back in 2014. So nine years ago now already, mm-hmm. we had some... So I had some difficulties the first five years, let's say, uh, with partnership and things like that. So it was it was a tough go to start off with, and 
some people that tried us out back then may not have stayed in love with us forever. Okay. Um, but we sort of moved past that when I bought out my partners because they were miserable and <laughs> I didn't want to be associated with them anymore. So uh, that happened um, 2019-ish. And then we went into three years of pandemic. Yeah. So, um, but in 2019, as I was getting rid of my partners, we started into this thing called the Unfiltered Project. And the idea was that we we're going to release a brand new beer every single week for a year. Brand new oh, wow. recipe, brand new label, the whole deal. Um, so it was a massive challenge for me and for our team to try and get through these. And, you know, it's always, what's the bigger challenge getting the labels done in time or getting the beer done in time, <laughs> yeah. or the beer not reflecting the label or vice versa. It really doesn't matter because it's all relatively similar, you know, in terms of what we want to do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we've, we did that through 2019. We made 52 different beers in 52 weeks. Um, and then the following year, we've basically kept that up, not necessarily always 52, but really, really close. Right. And a lot of the things that came out of that first year have become um, smaller subsets of seasonals, let's mm -hmm. say. So pineapple bomb in the summertime or uh, our Easter cream egg, which was Easter cream was ale. Beer. Yeah. Egg. I like that one. No, yeah. <laughs> no lawsuits. Uh, <laughs> um, so many things like that where we have uh, seasonals, mm -hmm. we have our core set, then we have seasonals every quarter or whatever. And then we have regular releases that are just one-offs. Right. And people will be like, I love this. Can you bring it back? And most of the time I'm like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> Moving along. Um, what's your longest standing beer? Your, uh, uh, something you'd call your staple. So we had four to start off with, uh, our Root of Evil, which initially was a, it's a, it's a lager, but I did it as a smoke lager. That was kind of neat. I like the smoked stuff. I yeah, did. nobody else did. Oh, okay. It was a really bad idea. Oh. <laughs> it was, well, it wasn't a bad idea. It just wasn't the people weren't necessarily ready for it. Maybe I just didn't execute it very well either. Mm. Um, we were one of the first places in town to do loggers because we had big fermenting tanks and, and we right. were able to have the time to do that. Um, so we, there was that. There was our Irish Blonde, uh, Anukshuk, our Canadian IPA, which is still around. Right. And then our Black Sunshine, which is a, um, a dark Czech lager that's been aged on oak chips, bourbon oak chips. Mm. Which is really nice. Um, so the Black Sunshine and the Irish Blonde are now seasonals. Right. And don't always come back around every year. Uh, although the Irish Blonde does come back as a fundraiser. And then uh, the Anuk and the Evil are our basic two or five staples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you said there a moment ago, it wasn't a good idea. Not everybody loved it. How did yeah. it survive? Or did you kind of re oh, I, revamp the recipe I a little bit? It. I've always yeah. liked the, the logo and everything to yeah. it. It's always fun. Um so we revamped it and just changed it into a basic light lager. Right. So it's still a pre-prohibition light lager, so it's still got a little bit of an edge. Yep. I don't do anything That's the one I, I've basic. got a couple of those yeah, right there exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and heard it, you crack into that the other yeah, day. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what is your, you know, before you start the brewery, are, are you already brewing somewhere else? Do you have a background in that? Or was this just something you wanted to experiment with? Like how do you actually get into it before Whippersnapper becomes a thing? Yeah, um, I started brewing when I got back. So I we did high tech, still doing high tech. Uh, I have a part-time day job, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> along with the full-time evening job at the brewery. <laughs> uh, and went, lived in Virginia for a while and then over in Germany. And when I moved back from Germany, uh, I reconnected with an old friend and we started homebrewing together. Mm. Um, started playing. We got our first all-grain um, kit from Perth Brewery. Oh, uh, yeah. They were sort of experimenting in, in getting out of their... Um, and brew your own thing in, into an actual brewery. Right. Uh, so I was talking to Jeremy at the time and he had a, a, a little kit that we, we took off of him hmm. and started brewing that way. And then, uh, yeah, basically a year or so later, I started planning things out to start a brewery because I always wanted to be uh, in business for myself sure. as much as possible. And high-tech high is notorious for ups and downs. Right. Um, so it's tricky. Uh, you could be laid off for no good reason. Yeah. It's, bust your ass and, you know, leave for Sage, uh, yeah. had a good conversation about that. And I, uh, sort of empathized with what he was going through and listened to that. And I think you guys did a really good job on that one. It's, it's tough. Thank you. Yeah. It's very tough. Yeah. Well, and it was all like, it's, it's entirely incumbent on, on somebody like him. Like, is he going to yeah. open up about it? Right. That's what made that an interesting episode. And he wanted yeah. to tell the story. So that worked well. And uh, like you said, it's fairly relatable. A lot of people, especially these days, like after the pandemic, the number of cutbacks on all kinds of fronts and all kinds of industries, man, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think a lot of people here have worked for Nortel before. Yes. I worked for Nortel. Right. I, I left Nortel to move to the U.S. about three months before the massive downturn Oof. where half the people lost yeah. all their retirement and or their jobs or both. Right. So it's, it's, 
yeah, it's something that a lot of people around here know, and yep. um, hopefully not too many people have to go through it, but yeah, it happens. And so this sort of creates, you know, a side business, or I don't know, maybe the, the maybe the tech business is now your side business. I don't know a which, bit, yeah. which way you'd want to frame that, but yeah. how much time, like after your, you know, your, your nine to five or your day job, like how many hours are you spending in the brewery? Is this an everyday thing? Is this a... You know, yeah, I'm basically there every there every day to check on things. I'll brew once or twice a week. We don't do massive volumes, right? We have a, a few people helping us around the brewery. You know, people helping with either brew day or canning, packaging in the front of house. <laughs> um, so I do three days a week at the office, right. 24 hours, a, uh, whatever I get paid for. I do 40 hours of work and get paid for 24 <laughs> as opposed to getting paid for 40 and working 60. So that's, that's fine. Sure. But I, they're fantastic. Uh, won't name them by name. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, it's, it's worked out really well so far. It's a lot of work. Um, but I like it. I like to be busy. I don't know what the hell I'd do if I wasn't <laughs> constantly busy. I, well, actually I do. I, we, we took the weekend off and, and, uh, we're invited out to a cottage, uh, this past weekend. Nice. And I did a whole lot of jack shit. It was great. Okay. <laughs> we sat around and I played in the fire yeah. uh, for two days straight, drank a pile of beers. <laughs> we did some kayaking, swam in the lake on October 1. You're swimming. Nice. Like crazy, right? Yes. And so, yeah, I, I napped a lot, we're drank some beers and played in the fire. It was yeah. fantastic. So if I have a chance to do nothing, I'm going to do nothing, but I'm never doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sitting down yourself, mm. what's your go-to style? Like, is there something that you're going to reach for ahead of anything else? Yeah, it depends on the day and the mood. Okay. Um, I get that asked to me a lot. Sure. And it's usually about what's most fresh, what's freshest, what's new. And I'm, I'm always interested in trying the next thing. And yeah. It's, it's like when you brew it, it's, you have to wait for two to three weeks to figure out how it's going to come out. You know, you're, you're trying it all the way along, mm-hmm. but it's like, I really want to get to that. It's like this one night. I, I just wanted to get to it. And, and this is what I love right now. It's fantastic. Um, but if, if I don't have something like that, I would go to my Pilsners right. or West Coast IPAs or my two, my sort of top tier. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to force you to name a West Coast IPA or a Pilsner from a brewery outside of your own, what would you say your favorite is? At least at the moment. I, I know taste change, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, there's not a lot of places doing West Coast Pilsners per se. Or, sorry, West Coast well, uh, IPAs. true, yeah. Um I do like a, well, Stalwart actually does a rye IPA that I like. It's, it's West Coast ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Bicycle does a nice West Coast. Um, yeah. And if you were forced to drink a macro, one of the big boys, Oof. what are you drinking? Well, I used to, I used to do Goose Island as a, the, the absolute worst backup type of thing. <laughs> um, but I just don't go to those places that have that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, you show up to somebody's house party, they offer you. You know, I don't know, a Miller, a Bud, or whatever it is. I, it was worth the a shot. It was I, worth asking. No, fair enough. Yeah. The last one I had, and because it had been years since I had a macro, yeah. would have been MGD. And okay. I was actually out at my, uh, the, the grain supplier, the malt supplier, his, at his barn. <laughs> <laughs> and we were doing, we were actually um, setting up to uh, to uh, uh, to harvest. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, this is literally all I've got. I'm <laughs> so ashamed. It's embarrassing. <laughs> when a craft guy comes in and all you got sitting well, there is Well, that's just the, it. And yeah. I'm, then I'm embarrassed. I'm like, like, well, shit, I forgot to bring some. <laughs> right? It's just my mistake. Anyways, I went through that MGD in about two and a half seconds. Right. It was a short can and still like water. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> sure, it happens. <laughs> what is your, uh, you know, it, you, you've turned over so many beers over the years. Yeah. Is there one that, you know, you, you think back fondly of, oh, that one. I, I wish other people liked that one as much as I did kind of thing, right? Like a, mm. something that was a long lost love for you that just didn't warrant bringing back. Make it back? Yeah. Um, well, it's tough because the ones I do like typically do make it back. Sure, okay. Um, like our bourbon peach one. I meant to bring you one of those, by the way. Um, it's an Amoeba with peach aged on oak chips. Okay. Yeah, so it's extremely popular, but I only do it once a year now. I, I did it for the first time last year and I did it again this year mm-hmm. and it's gone in like a day. <laughs> um, uh, what else? I like my ice beers, but we do those every year now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're somewhat appreciated, right. but not hugely because they end up being like 15, 18%. Right. Uh, but they're fantastic. <laughs> um, it's like sipping on hop extract. Right. <laughs> or malt extract. It's just delicious. Uh, <laughs> what else? Like, I, I don't know. The ones that I've really liked, I've brought back. Yeah. The, the ones that other people have liked, 
I, and I didn't like, probably haven't made it back. There's been a few, but yeah. not too many. Like, uh, oh, I meant to bring you another one, uh, the Shit's <laughs> Bananas, um, which is a... I think I've actually tried that one. Okay. I've, I think so. It was pretty good, if I recall. Yeah. So it was one of those things where people were complaining that we never made a wheat and we never made a brown. So I'm like, I don't like either of those styles. Oh, okay. So I combine them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get this out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll get them out of the way and away we go. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, again, it's fun and, and people liked it and brought it back. So I... I, I was neglectful at the beginning when we were talking about this one, the, uh, the who wants it. Yeah. Is it out now? Can people come get it? Is, uh, it is out now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure when you're going to release this, but this be uh, Thursday this, morning coming out. So. Okay. So yeah. this is Wednesday afternoon, yep. just before the Jays game. Hopefully yeah. there's a game three tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is out today. Um, I haven't done a post about it yet other than to tease it the last couple of days kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to get around to that, but I was working the day job this morning. So I haven't been able to get that done. Uh, Yeah. It's, uh, it's really nice. It's, uh, so I don't, I'm not sure if you check the numbers on the back of it or not, but, uh, it says, sorry, go ahead. 7%. Yeah. Uh, the SRM, which is the color is 11. Okay. And then the IBUs is 65. It's pretty nice. Not bad. No, I, now, for an aggressive-ish beer. But, yeah, I like mean, this doesn't Senators come at you. Fans will actually recognize those numbers. I understand a Leaf fan probably might not. Uh, but, uh, see, I wasn't even focused in the way I should have been. Take us through go. it again. <laughs> Hit it again for me. Let me. Let's do this. Seven percent is Brady. Yeah. Uh, the color SRM is eleven. Okay. Uh, we don't talk about him in here. Oh, not here. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh. Alfie anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then the IBUs are sixty-five. Okay. Mr. E.K. himself. Right. Uh, so a couple Pittsburgh of iconic Penguin. numbers. Now, that what, is clever. What I you, did on, you have to set out to do that, well, right? Well, like, and we like to do little Easter eggs like that here yeah, and there. So yeah. that's fun. Yeah. So as you are setting up to brew this, like, do you already have those numbers in mind? Or do you notice that, like, we're close here if I just tweak this a it little bit? It was exactly that. I was, yeah. um, I was hoping to do a bit of a bigger beer, um, make it a spicy beer, sort of dirty in the corners kind of beer. <laughs> and then I was thinking, okay... I can't use the number on the back of his jersey here. That would be too close to copyright infringement right, or whatever right. it's going to be. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll make it 7% ABV. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking about the color and the IBU, and I totally tailored the beer. I, I was working on the on the artwork here and, and the label and, and made it 11 and 65 and then brewed the beer that way. <laughs> that is gorgeous. That is... Like you said, those are little Easter eggs that, yeah. uh, that Sense fans will appreciate for sure. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll so, get you and it'll be ready nice... for opening night. So we'll we'll have it and I'll get you to can enjoy it then. You know, have a nice, uh, brew me up a nice 13% triple IPA in, <laughs> in blue maybe or something. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's not uh, happening. No, We have not. a lot of Leaf fans at the brewery and I give them shit constantly. <laughs> I bet. It's, it's so fun. Um, <laughs> like I even put it into trivia. So we did an NHL trivia thing because the start of the season's coming up and, mm-hmm. and, and I opened it and said, uh, you know, when was the last time the Senators were in the finals um, and gave some options. And then the next question was, was the last time the Leafs were in the finals? Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's not as much fun on this side of the table. Yeah, and, then, and then there was another question about uh, Austin Matthews scoring four goals in his first game ever, yes. which was a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And then I already know where this in is parentheses going. said, but still lost yes, the game. Of course. Who did they play? <laughs> So yeah, yeah, little daggers like mm-hmm. that are fun. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, and then the other time we did it, I did one around the Leafs when they were doing well in the playoffs, and I think they were up three games to one, and may have ended up losing that series. Yep. So I did the trivia before that based on the Leafs, thinking there's no way they're going to fuck this up. Right. And, and uh, they did. And they did. And I think that's the first time I really dialed into your podcast. Right. Is that night that you were out on oh. the balcony? <laughs> And you had your five, two minutes or whatever of just self-loathing, garbage shit. We called that the annual flag lowering ceremony, (laughs) right? That's what it was. Yes. Because um, for those who are new around here, up on my balcony, I would always put out this giant Leafs flag during the playoffs. And then I would- It doesn't have to be out very long. It was never more than two weeks there. uh, So it was, I'd go out. I, I, I refused because I know everyone who lives around me are Sens fans, right? People are <laughs> So I would go out after the game that night, the very night they lost, because in my head, I'm like, I am not giving anyone the satisfaction of driving by in the morning, in the okay. daylight and being able to, ah, right? Oh, like, look at that guy. So uh, I would always go out and I would, yeah, take just my AirPods or whatever and just vent <laughs> while I was taking down the flag. That was great. <laughs> I... I did sort of enjoy of course the <laughs> suffering of others the suffering. <laughs> yeah. 
that's fair. Well, that's great. half the reason to do it, right? Half the people yeah. are right there with me feeling the same way. Half the people are having a good laugh at my expense. Yeah, and, exactly. and either way, and what it, the hell? Right? It just works, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> sure, it's good for ratings. Too. Yeah, no, for sure. That Anyone where everyone knows, any of the episodes where everyone knows I'm going to be exceptionally sad, people tune in. <laughs> people seem to enjoy my misery that's around awesome. this market. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm curious, you know, when is, when do you sort of start to feel like after the brewery gets up and running and going that this is going to work, like this is going to be sustainable. How long does it take for you to, to, to be comfortable with how this is going? I'll let you know when it happens. Okay. okay fair enough. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a been, struggle, right? It's, it's been nine years. Yeah. And like I said before, five years of living hell, mm-hmm. uh, trying to. <laughs> not have the other two slice each other's throats right. and be the in-between guy and then end up being the bad guy. Right. Um, and then, you know, taking it on our own, but then six months later going to COVID and not yeah. knowing if you're going to be able to do anything the next day. Right. We were actually pretty lucky going into COVID. We had online sales ready. We had boxes. We had, uh, yeah, we were basically ready to go. And and the first couple of days of COVID when everybody got their, uh, their, their, their Serb checks. Right. <laughs> Uh, it was nuts. We were doing hundreds of deliveries a day. Really? Yeah. We had three cars out in the road. We were out for hours. Now, the best part about it was that there was nobody else on the road. Right. So, <laughs> just flying around. Yeah, yeah. just flying Ghost around. town. And there was mornings where I was like, red light, meh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah. I have beer to get out there. People yeah, exactly. need me. So, you know, that was good, but it was expensive money. Because everything had to go into a can right. uh, with a label and into a box and into a car and deliver it. Right. As opposed to coming in and drinking pints or whatever. Sure. We've never had a huge uh, distribution network in terms of local restaurants. So that didn't really kill us all that much, although it really hurt the local restaurants. Yes. Um, and hopefully many of them get out of this because we have the big bill coming up at the end of the year with that. The government was so nice to extend by 18 days. <laughs> But it still yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully that doesn't kill a lot of businesses. Uh, and after that, as things sort of slowly came back on, we actually had some really good times when people weren't allowed to do their own personal activities, but were allowed to go out and drink. Sure. Um, which worked really <laughs> well for us. But, yeah, yeah. You know, the rest it was of the world odd was logic. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we would have like a hundred people out for a bingo on a Wednesday night. Wow. Yeah. I mean, our trivia would have been insane. Sure. So, yeah. 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 It's like new people want to do so much bingo. Well, if you have nothing else to do. I just want to get the <laughs> hell out of the house at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But And now that everybody can get out of the house, they're not actually getting out of the house as much No, you realize, yeah, home. being out. I still kind of like this. Being yeah, out exactly. is completely overrated. <laughs> right. So. And so it's been an interesting sort of curve coming back again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, we're doing some things around the brewery to try and change things up for ourselves too. So we'll... Uh, were you already planning to start? deliveries? Like you said, you already had boxes and and things like that when the pandemic set in. Exactly. We had actually planned to start doing deliveries, um, you know, probably a couple of months before. Okay. We were thinking, okay, well, we'll start doing this and we'll we'll get into, you know, Because most weren't, right? No, no, nobody was ready. Yeah. We were lucky we had 12 pack boxes ready to go. Um, two, four boxes, obviously too, but we had our online ordering system. So we had just set that up maybe a month or two before. Okay. So we were walking into it and we were like, well, I don't know, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We posted it and it just went through the roof. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny around here. Um, you know, obviously for the longest time, Rob and I weren't in studio together. Yeah. We were doing stuff remotely or whatever, but you know, you couldn't go out and, it, it, but suddenly I was actually trying more local beer than I ever had before. Cause I didn't yeah. have to, you mentioned stalwart, right? Like I, yep. it's, I don't know if I got time to go all the way out there. Right. right? Or, yep. or some of these different places, but if they're going to bring it to me and Absolutely. yeah, like let's do it. So I started trying all kinds of different stuff and I can remember it being no more than, I don't know, a month into the pandemic. And I remember thinking and talking to a buddy of mine going, I don't know how long this thing is going to last the pandemic thing but they're never going to be able to undo the craft no. beer delivery. Like no. that's now a part of the business, isn't it? Like long term. And, and it still is. Yeah. Now it's going to we have were, to be. We were delivering on, we were kind of wondering, okay, well, do we do a once a week thing? But we got so many orders in the first day. We just, we were just doing daily deliveries. Just get it out there. Daily <laughs> deliveries. It was insane. Like I yeah. said, there was two or three cars out in the road every single day until we got the van out. And, and Every it, day and is a weekend like, for a few weeks. Might as well was, have some yeah, pints. It really was. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, for us, we not for you. We still go once a week now <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. for those deliveries, but we do them with the 
rest of our deliveries and you know the the online sales have mm-hmm. for delivery have gone way down. Right. Um, but they're still out there, still available, and I think most of the breweries are still doing it because it's a way to get your stuff into people's hands right. without them having to come visit you sometimes for or sure. without having to deal with the bullshit of the LCBO right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just maybe. You know, lots of people want to try new stuff, but too busy to get there yeah. or it's a different part of town or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting wrinkle that I don't think is going to be able to be wound back. No, right? there's it's, no way. It's, you it's know, part of it now. Ford tried to do everything for alcohol, which, <laughs> you know, I appreciate. Sure. Except for the buck of beer thing when, you know, you realize that the taxes and, and, and basically make up half of what it would be. Well, and the cost of beer. making a good beer too, well, right? Like, there's there's more no than... way you could actually make a beer for a buck right. in Ontario. Right. No, so... <laughs> Uh, I promised you we'd talk a little hockey, but uh, I know you've brought another beer. Maybe we should try that oh, one as well. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, for sure. Take a little break here. Stay there. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Uh, so we're going to have another one here, but I, I, we should mention once more the one we just tried. Uh, it, it would be perfect for you to pick up before the opening of Sen se- uh, the Sen season, mm-hmm. which is uh, next Wednesday. I believe it's the 11th against uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So it's who wants it? Who wants it? And as we just talked about, there is home delivery. There you go. Um, so if you grab it online today, tomorrow, if you put enough into your basket, we give you free home delivery. Nice. So, and it's not go. ridiculous number. I think it's like 40, 50 bucks. That uh, is the minimum. Yeah. Usually a, two, a 12 pack and there sure. you go. That's yeah. it. So uh, you could be holding one of these when uh, the Sens take on the Hurricanes is there next Wednesday. But uh, we got a new one here. Or another one here. I don't know how new it is. You'll tell me. But uh, what do yeah. you got for me this time? Yeah. So this is only, well, a week and a half old okay. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is a fresh hot pale ale uh, called Friends and Family, and it's actually our unfiltered project number 200. So I was talking about our unfiltered oh, wow. project. Yeah. So this is number 200. Let's crack these. Yeah. Get in there. Oh, there we are. So this is going to be a little bit different. Mm, yes, it is. So this is only 4%. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea behind this one is that um, once a year, you basically harvest the hops and you, you cut them down at the top and the bottom of the binds, you mm-hmm. pull them in, you, you pull the hops off the binds, put them in your bags, and then into the batch it goes, into the kettle. So you're extracting maximum freshness. And that freshness okay. sort of translates to grassy and floral and uh, things like that. But um, I love it. It's a huge part of, and I've grown hops in my house for years. Right. And, I, and I've always used my hops. Now I've teamed, together, teamed up with uh, Battlehouse Hops. Uh, out in Almont, Mississippi Mills area. And uh, we've been working with his hops for this. And it's just a fun day. And and we worked with Dean at Mississippi Mills Malts. So he does all the malts, all of our base malts hmm. for all of our beers. It's all grown locally. It's all malted locally. Nice. He drops it off whenever I need it. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's great stuff. Um, now this one... For that day, we we got together, had a, had a bunch of guys out from the Ottawa Homebrew Society too to, to sort of go through the entire process. Sure. So we mashed in, did all that. And then we went out to Dean's place, the uh, the maltster. He took us for a tour of the facility. So all the homebrewers got to see this and, and he was talking through it and everything like that. And then we went out to the hop farm and we harvested the hops. And uh, Ian out at Battlehouse Hops was taking us through his process and his new machine to 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 take the hops off, um, which was a little bit of a, a home project. Uh, <laughs> usually we're just handpicking them. Right. So you get like 20, 30 binds and you're handpicking all afternoon type of thing, but you're sitting there <laughs> drinking beer. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so this just year. Passing the time. Exactly. Yeah. Just as you would. Yeah. Uh, and it was a gorgeous day. So, you know, but it's a fun beer. It's, it's really nice. It's easy drinking. It's got a little bit of a British edge to it, but you get the nice grassy green um, notes from the hops. It's, right. It's quite nice for 4% too. Yeah, no, and this will keep you standing upright as you're heading into your Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. And yeah, exactly. And somebody like me, you know, maybe has to stay off the heavy ones on Thanksgiving Sunday because he's going <laughs> to sit down with his brother-in-law and have to bite his tongue all weekend. And, uh, we'll you know, stand. family draw. Yeah. <laughs> Way worse. Oh, uh, no, but oh, uh, no. no, it's, uh, you know, stick to the 4%. So it'll allow you to bite your tongue at family dinner. That's good advice here, people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. As and, and as much as I like the big beers, sure. I, I love having, I love drinking lots of beers. Yeah. And to be able to have a nice 4%er, I made one last winter called uh, Fat, uh, for fat biking, um, <laughs> that was 2.5%. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so you can get really tasty lower ABV beers. You don't have to go the non-alcoholic route. Right. I think a lot of those are not great. Personally, well, we, do, we do a lot of them water. stop tasting like beers. Well, yeah, they, they just taste like, honestly, uh, they taste like 
wort. Uh, that's, you know, the, the, the liquid that you get after it goes through the mash process okay. before it ferments. It's basically unfermented liquid uh, of the grain. Hmm. Uh, and so it just tastes weird. And right. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, there's a couple people out there doing it. Okay. But for there the most are. part, they're not, they're not great in a lot of ways, no. but you were, you were going to mention the one you had here. You brought me one there the last time. Yeah. It's some hop water. So yeah. this is something we drink around the brewery all the time. It's just literally hops and water. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's, it's tasty. Mm-hmm. It, um, and it's just thirst quenching too. So I, I love drinking it. There's some people that like it, some people that, you know, don't get it because it, it is a little bit more, you know, it's, it's tricky to make too, right? Because as soon as you introduce hops to anything, it, it, it immediately becomes a little bit bitter or has a bit of a harsh taste hmm. if it doesn't have anything to balance it out. Right. So like with the Who Wants It, it's a big beer. Um, lots of color, lots of malts. So 65 IBUs doesn't really taste like a super bitter beer. Right. Whereas if it was a super clean beer, if you had 50 IBUs or even 30 IBUs, like our Wanderer is a Pilsner, 30 IBUs, but it tastes more bitter right. than this one. Does. Because there's no counterbalance. Or exactly. Not there's no balance yeah. to it. Right. And so it, like the IBUs is sort of a, uh, it's a scientific calculation. It's yeah. not a perceived bitterness. So I would almost, I, I need to start changing that and say perceived bitterness is this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's an interesting concept. I hadn't like it. Most of us don't know anything about how the stuff is made, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the science that goes into it. I, I've described multiple times on the show, um, the guys down at, uh, five paddles and Whitby. Yeah. I like their stuff because uh, I think it was during the pandemic, maybe the winter of 2021, they had like six or seven different stouts going at a time. And I'm, I love that. And it just seemed like, and this sounds so disrespectful. It's not meant that way. I loved their beer, but it just seemed like they had a giant vat of their stout and just were like, let's see what happens if we throw this in here. Let's see what happens if we try that. Let's throw it in there. And they'd have a chocolate, this or a strawberry, that, or a whatever, all of it stout flavored. And my very limited understanding of how this stuff is made is just that a stout has a strong enough base of its own or flavor of on its own that, that more stuff can hang with it. Yeah, you can it, throw right? a dead body in it. Right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> the Whereas new 6.5 a, a or a lager, you can't sale. do anything. It has to be absolutely pristine to, to come out okay. But right. a dark beer, yeah, you, you throw whatever you want into it. But you're probably right. They did, probably did have a giant bat and then split it four or five different ways. Right. And said, okay, well, let's do this or that or the other. Yeah. And that's kind of fun too. There's and I know like I'm that. describing it as them being careless. I loved it. Like, let's just see what happens yeah. if we throw it in there, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't careless. Well, it's part I just, of their experimentation sure, process. Yes, yeah. and um, you know maybe they were just trying to fish out, see which one's going to work, and, yeah. and that's going to be my next beer type of thing, right? right. So, well, it worked on me. Whatever it was, well, there I, you go. I, I bought a bunch of their I, shit that week or that month or whatever it was going on. So I think they sold. They did, or, uh, yeah, or at least partially. Thing. Anyway, I, yeah. I don't know if there was one guy who stayed involved or whatever. I, I haven't kept up on it. It could but. be. But there, there is, there is, and there will be a lot more changes. In the industry in the next little while. I think there's a lot of places coming up on their lease. Right. And things are still sort of weird. And yes. there's a lot of consolidation right now. And there's a lot of uh, breweries up for sale. So I just saw a quick, yeah. Yeah, a quick article someone had written. Then there's a lot of different craft beer blogs and this and that. And I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how accurate this was or whatever. But I remember seeing an article just like a week or two ago that said the number of craft breweries, according to this guy's map, had continued to go up and up and up for the last, like, eight, 10 years, whatever it had yeah. been. And he said in Ontario registered, he had it counted at about 419. Yeah. And the last time he did the check, it was at 397 or three. Okay. Yeah, 399. John? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we're reading the same Twitter. Tweet, probably. Or probably. Or whatever the hell they're called. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just won it, right? Like where it, it felt for a while, like it was getting saturated, it was getting tough and it was going to be hard. And you wonder if we are going to see it level off or even start to come yeah. back down a little bit. And it's well, tough for those people who would have lost. And it's weird. It's like, you, you think it's saturated. There's 30 some breweries in Ottawa. I went to San Diego last spring and there's a hundred breweries. Right. In a city the same size as Ottawa. That's wild. So it's not a saturation thing. It's a, con- a consumer it's thing. It's what people are looking for, right? right? And, like, you know, Ontario has been, I don't, I don't want to call it brainwashed, but it, it's just a different <laughs> mindset than a lot of American states where people go out on a Tuesday night. Like mm-hmm. we were going to places we, because I work all the time, my trips are typically Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And so I'd go to these places fucking Monday afternoon in the middle of an industrial park, four beers on tap, no food. <laughs> and there's 20 people there. Right. 
I don't get that on Wednesday, Thursdays anymore. Right. Like, yeah. You know, some Saturdays it's not that. It's it's just completely different mindset. Cultural uh, difference. It's a very cultural whatever. difference. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. People are afraid so. of, I don't know what they're afraid of, or they just don't want to do what we like to do or sure. like I like to do. Because whenever I go for, for travel, uh, I'm going around checking out breweries, checking out places to eat and doing fun things. So that's, <laughs> it's, you know, maybe not the same everywhere. Well, I'll be honest. I'm a bit of a hermit. I like when my beers come to me and I sit here and watch the ball game by and myself. We help, <laughs> yeah, we can help you with that too. <laughs> right, right. So um, why don't we talk a little about the Sens? It is the uh, the start of the NHL season. It's now less than a week away. Excited uh, and terrified at the same time. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is maybe a pressure year for the Sens. It's an exciting year. It's uh, lots of reasons to be optimistic, but it's also kind of like, Oh God, it's time, right? Like we have to take that step now. But yeah, and, and I'm not that con- I'm not concerned from that direction. Okay, uh, I'm more concerned just lately from player availability perspective. Yeah, we saw on Wednesday Josh Norris didn't practice again. It- didn't practice again. Uh, Pinto still not signed. Yep. So all of that delicious center depth that you might have mm-hmm. had Stutzel, Norris, and Pinto, and then Casty. Yep, that's now Stutzel and. <laughs> It Who? doesn't look quite as, yeah. <laughs> Who's in Josh two and Bailey? three slots? I, oh, fuck off. I know. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you, are you going to pull at Greg? And I don't even know who else would be the, the other center, honestly. You'd probably have to throw Greg in there, whether he's ready or not, right? And yeah. he's ready or to play. But just, like, you, you might even have to grab Jarventi yeah. as a, the yeah. center. And him. all of a sudden, Kostelik's your third line center. And it, it it's a problem, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. look, I, I guess we shouldn't exaggerate too much they're still saying there's every chance josh norris will start the right. season but there is absolutely reason to be concerned right absolutely. with how banged up he's been man i've blown up my shoulder and it took me seven years to do a push-up again okay. <laughs> now i didn't get an operation by anybody so you know it's just natural recovery sure and it still goes off every once in a while right so is that something that can apply to a josh norris i don't know they do say a lot of these injuries once you've had it once you are more susceptible to it yeah, against and again I like doubt it they're saying like this is a tweak, and yeah. it was a setback. They're a setback. not saying, but I've also injury. read something about the fact that this kind of surgery can take up to nine months okay. to feel better. And he got the surgery done in February, so right. this is basically month seven, right, or eight. So maybe by November he's one hundred percent. Maybe he's feeling okay right now. Maybe he shouldn't take any fucking draws, right, for a little while. Well, and, and, and for that reason, maybe more than anything else, I mean, it would be odd, but maybe he should center Brady and Drew, who are both capable of taking faceoffs on right. The, the opposite sides, and now your center isn't taking any of them, which, which is weird. But maybe that's just what you have a to do. Bit weird, for a but while. I mean, Kachuk's been taking faceoffs for years for yep. Stutzel too, and it's the same thing with Stutzel. He, he has what a forty or forty-five percent faceoff. Yeah, he hasn't quite figured that not out. Great. Yet. Yeah, exactly. He does everything else really, really yep. well, so that's okay. If you need somebody to take the draw, and then and it seems to, to be corner, one of the fine. last things to come for a young center, right? They they often get dominated in the faceoff circle yeah. by more experienced guys and the, more experienced or more physically mature guys, right? Too. Yeah, so unless you're a freak like Castlick, <laughs> right? So maybe you know, year three or four, it is one of those things that that he figures out and becomes fine with. But yeah, it's it, it's been interesting, you know, for me as sort of an outsider in this market to watch the excitement build and build. And I remember saying last year. This team missed the playoffs by 30 points because yeah. there was this excitement yeah. Yeah. that this was all going to happen last year. Went, yeah. That the, is a the summer Pierre. Yeah. The yeah, hot yeah. Pierre summer, right? Oh, like it was, that was terrible. It was, yeah. I mean, there was it, a lot of good moves sure. and there were some things that just didn't work out. I, right. I, like I think that the Debrinka thing was a good idea, but. It was worth a shot. It felt like they were trying to feed him constantly. Yeah. Throughout the first couple of months of the year to the rest of the team's detriment. Yes. And, uh, and the coaching, I don't, I don't want to get into the coaching, but it's, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. So it's, I'm glad he's gone and, and I hope the same thing doesn't happen with Tarasenko where they're just trying to overfeed him and try and keep him around. Yeah. I think the whole Dabrinka thing was like, oh, okay, we need to make this guy happy. So that was be, part um, of it. And, let's yeah, get him so, yeah. to want to stay here, right. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't work out. It was nope. worth a shot or whatever. It was worth but, a shot and he obviously didn't want to be there. Right. Yeah. And so like, as it going into last year, I remember, and I, I wasn't taken particularly seriously. And that's fine because I'm a hater, right? So I get it. Why everyone goes, yeah, 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 you don't that's know. That's all right. I'm a Leaf hater. So right. Yeah. That's right. So <laughs> we'll get into that next. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was 30 points they had to make up. And they made up a lot of it. I think they only missed last year by six, right? Yeah. Like they were in it much later into the season. And that was with another terrible start well, I was gonna to say, the season. Yeah, they just didn't start for the first 20 games. Right. right? So, yeah. Which has become a bit of a recurring theme. And if it happens again, 
DJ won't be here to to see yeah. it happen another time. But if they end up going like three and seven on the first ten, like, he's gone. He's he's gone. Got to be gone. Yeah. And got so it, it, it. we go into this year, and I look at it and go, okay, they made up all that ground. They only missed by six points last year. You assume Stutzla is another year better. Yep. You assume, and we'll see, that Josh Norris is back and healthy. Yeah. You assume that Pinto slots back in. Sanderson's another year better. You have Chickren for a whole year. We'll see about that. He's never played a full year. That's true, too. But, but the top four as a unit is much better than yeah. anything they've ever had before. And so suddenly six points doesn't seem like yeah. all that much yeah. to make up as yeah. long as you don't have that disaster start again. So I, I look at the Sens this year and go... Yeah, maybe, right? Like, whereas yeah. last year I was just waving it away. and, and Yeah, and, and to be honest, last year it would have been something I would have waved away too. It's yeah. like, okay, fine. If they do, they do. They don't, they don't. But they're going to be better. Yeah. It's not going to be the and same tire fire that no. it was in the, the, the years before. <laughs> now, this whole have to make up six points or there's 30 points better, I, I have a bit of an issue in that, okay. you know, not just – that but like Boston, Boston keeps on saying, "Well, are they going to lose thirty points and go from one thirty-five to one hundred five or whatever?" They're not losing points; they have zero points to start with. Yep, no, that's right. <laughs> they don't. They don't get to lose them. <laughs> right to get to one hundred and thirty-five points, they were a good team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but also everything goes right for you. You yeah. get some crazy bounces. Literally everything you went perfectly, get... and they lost their top two centers. Yes, they did. So I agree. They're coming not necessarily just back to earth, possibly way into the ground. Like it's possible this crash lands very hard. Well, they called it, all the pundits called that last year and didn't look so good yeah, on no, them. No, <laughs> I'm one of those guys who's been you? betting against Boston for several years. Like, uh, this is the year they fall off, and yeah. instead they shove their boot up my ass every spring. So, Vasilevsky's out for two months. That'll now. be two months. So, that changes things. I don't know which Florida Panthers team we're going to get, the one that just barely scraped in last year and then did go to the final or the right. one that won the president's trophy the year before. Yeah, like, they have a lot of injuries going into the year too though. Yeah, Ekblad and Montour, their top two defensemen yeah. are both out so that's we'll see not how easy. how it takes before Kachuk starts pissing off people down there like he did in Calgary, right? <laughs> so we'll see. And Buffalo is the other one on the come, right? Yeah, that you yeah. wonder. I, I that's going to be an interesting one. I'll, I'll be excited to see that series this year. Yeah, Darlene yeah. is another year better. Uh, Owen Power, another year better. Yeah. Samuelson, another year better. And then all the, you know, is Tage Thompson now a regular right. 55 goal scorer? Yeah, no I'm not, he's a beast. He's, we'll a, he's a big man. Jesus. He is a... Fucking huge. So I, it's going to be... Goaltending. Goaltending could be an issue. Yeah. Yeah, they got this Devin Levi kid. Yeah. And maybe it'll be great, but maybe... Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe not. Right? What about your Leafs? What do you got? What do you think? I still think they're solidly a playoff team and probably even a division so. winner this year. Yeah. But I don't think That's they're as good as past years. Right? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. I, I, I don't really like a lot of the changes they've made. That's I, a good question. Like, they have made a lot of changes, but were they for the better? Right. They'll be different, but I'm not sure if they're better. Yeah. And 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 this has always been the thing, if you're going to criticize, rightly so, the Leafs for being a great play, uh, regular season team and not a good playoff team, maybe you have to take a few points off of the regular season thing, you know, in order to be Prepare a more playoff-ready yeah. Team like I, I don't know is is Tyler Bertuzzi a good playoff player? Well, his his first playoffs in Boston last year, he was like yeah, right. yep. way over a point a game. So yep. maybe that's maybe that's great. I, but at the same time, Ty Domi or yeah, Max Domi, Max Domi is terrible is? in his own end. <laughs> uh, all the time. <laughs> uh, well, there is there is that argument. John Klingberg terrible in his own end. <laughs> like this team got worse defensively for sure, and, and they were always the reputation of the Leafs is always been this high flying offense that hasn't been the reality in a couple of years. They've been pretty responsible defensively. They, they really the, turned it around. Like Kennedy sort of turned it around last year and and said, let's focus on being a better defensive yeah, team. And they were. They were. And Despite the fact that they didn't have like great D. No. Yeah. Individual defensemen. No, they were not. Like there was no superstar D on that yeah. team. But as a system, as the way they played together. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think they'll be a good regular season team. I'm just. I do too. I'm not sure they're necessarily better than they have been in previous years. So I always thought of this iteration of the Leafs like the Senators from the early 2000s. Like High Flying did amazing during the regular season, won the mm-hmm. President's Trophy like over and over and over. Not yep. that the Leafs have ever done that. But, and then, you <laughs> know. for that. Uh, <laughs> actually won a few playoff rounds yep. in the early 2000s, True. but never got over. No. Right? So, I mean, the Leafs obviously haven't done super well in nope. the playoffs and have not gotten over, but it's similar, right? They've yeah. always had that really good regular season, but could never sort of bear down in the playoffs and get it done. Well, they keep 
running into what the Sens kept running into, which yeah. was a Leafs team that was uh. more, at the time, <laughs> more physical, yes. more, you know, dirty playoff hockey yeah, kind yeah. of shit. Whereas now the Leafs were running into that against Boston or... Yeah. But back then, it was actually more the style of play. It was, too. yeah. That and it was one hundred percent totally acceptable. Nowadays, it's less about that, but somehow still getting yeah. beaten by it. Yeah. Eh. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who are you most excited to watch on the Sens this year? Like, is it is Stutzla easily the guy? Is there somebody new they've brought in that you're most interested in? Like, what do you when opening night rolls out? What are you looking at? I I I like. Yeah, I'm down for Stutzla. Uh, I want to see how Sanderson comes along. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how the goalies. Were you okay with them so giving like, Sanderson that contract yeah, this totally early? Fine with that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, whatever. <laughs> it's not, not my money. money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Okay. laughs> but you know, he's going to be a guy that's probably going to be a number one, number two, and yep. eight million when the when the uh, the cap goes up to ninety five or hundred over the next two mm-hmm. years. That's just a guy that's making six million now. Yep. It's not a guy making no, I think ten this, million or eleven million now. I've said on the show. You've probably heard me say it. I think it's a gamble. But I think it's a yeah. smart one. I think, I think so it's too. a smart one. I, well, I mean, you're you're looking at the opposite or the other side of it right now with Josh Norris. Yes. Who's sitting there just shy of eight. That guy has to be calling his agent every day Oof. saying, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so it, much yeah. for locking me into this because <laughs> no I don't even know what my future looks like I may like never right play now. a game. It's yeah. like us going into the pandemic. I may never sell another beer right. again, but I didn't have that. Eight million, million dollar contract. Yeah, over eight years. No, pocket. that was few of us do. No. <laughs> yeah, did not have that. No. Yeah, uh, to me, when I look at the Sens, it, it's going to be, obviously, all of this totally contingent on them getting Pinto done and getting yeah. Norris into the lineup. But once yeah. that happens, how do they accommodate Tarasenko? Yeah, and that'll mean. be interesting to me because do you make Batherson move to the other side? Right. Do you make Giroux move to the other side? Or do you just make the new guy move to the other side? Well, they've like, put the new guy on the other side the entire preseason. They, they have, that, for the most part, yeah. But they, they have flipped T- well, I think uh, Batherson a couple times over there. Played on the other side yeah, on his own. It's true. Just floated over there. Get the hell like, over here, kid. I don't know why kid. you're starting me here. That's where I play. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think he was a smart bet. Now, it's, yeah, that, that was it's easier one, to one year five million. He's going to so be motivated, right? Exactly. I got to go earn be. another contract. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad they didn't do the four by five. That was oh, so wild when that came out a couple weeks later that they had earlier on offered him that. Oh. And yeah. just see him in the preseason, he's treating it like a preseason where like, yes. I don't need to be out in the ice. This does not matter to me at all right now. <laughs> so I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping that it's not the way he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that he's I don't broken think so. down he's, and shit like that, but he's... He he's has, got a long enough resume that I, I think once the season starts, he'll ramp it up. And yeah, did he do all that well with the Rangers last year? Not yeah, super. Not really, not really. But no. I mean, you change teams, you never know, right? Yep. So you get that sort of thing. Wasn't a great fit. I don't know, I'm excited about the, well, the theoretical depth. Yep. Of the centers. Yep. Now, the fourth line is could be a disaster if they start McEwen, Kelly, and Caslick. Jeez. Yeah. That just sounds horrible it's, to say it out loud. Yeah. Um, now, if they pull in Jarventi and uh, the Schmeckel, Schmeckel. guy, yeah, yep. um, with with Cassie, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, it's got a little more utility to yeah. it, right? A little more, but I think it sure looks like they're planning to play McEwen, Ugh. right? Like, why else do you bring him? Well, that's sort know. of how I feel with Reeves in Toronto, right? If, like, you have, if you have Reeves going up or... Yeah, uh, if there's a Jack reason to have him in the yeah, lineup. Exactly. Yeah, The nuclear deterrent, as sure. we used to call oh him. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. See, I'm sort of over that. I, I used to love that stuff, and it, it, it just... I don't... Even if they'd have gone out... Like, uh, when I look at it from the Leafs perspective with Ryan Reeves, like... Why? He's 37. You gave him three years. And you couldn't one, skate four years ago. No. <laughs> and every team that's had him before keeps sitting him in the playoffs. So what does that tell you, right? right exactly. Like, it, Is he going to be there to get you through the regular season? The Leafs don't need that. No. So Quite obviously. It, it just... And that's where I think they're and trying to And if Marner gets mugged, Bertuzzi. is Reeves going to be on the ice with those guys? No. no so no, he's, he's sitting, sitting on the bench. He's sitting in the press box yeah. eating exactly. dogs and right. popcorn. So it just doesn't work the same no. way it used to. No, you need to have some physical aspects to your lineup sure. that can actually play minutes. Yeah. And not just, you know, right. <laughs> skate around for two. And <laughs> Well, like the dream one, obviously, and in his prime, not now, but like Milan Lucic, right? For sure. Who would scare the shit out of you oh, yeah. and could pot 25, 30 goals, yeah, Chris right? Chris Neal, yeah. even. Chris Neal right? was a perfectly capable yeah. player yeah. who you could use, you know, as probably as high as your third line if you needed to. But yeah, he would stand up for guys. He'd get in there. Um, but yeah, the, the day of the, the Colt Noor or the like the guy who does nothing but yeah, punch yeah. faces, yeah, that's, it's over. That's pretty much done. It's yeah. over. The stage fighting and all that. That's, yeah. yeah. Maybe still for the ECHL or whatever, sure. but <laughs> America's love watching that. Yeah, game. 100%. Um, <laughs> before we wrap it up then, let me put you on the spot. Are the Sens okay. making it in this year? I hope so. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, they're uh, making yes it Yes or in. no? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'll say they are. Um, I think if things line up, Norris is in, Pinto's yeah, in. Yeah, if healthy, if everything goes the way it's supposed well, to go. Well, and it never has uh, well. <laughs> in the last couple of years, so I have no reason to believe it will, but uh, I, I think they're going to do it. I think they feel the confidence. I f- think they feel it. Um, I hope DJ doesn't get in the way. Um, yeah. See, I love second uh, period. Yeah. I grew up in downs. Oshawa when he was an Oshawa Generals coach. Loved him, right? Took us to a Memorial Cup. Yeah. But that's about where he's suited. His junior. Exactly. Whatever. I don't think he's an NHL head coach. No, I, I'm with you. And he, maybe he's a fine assistant coach. Could be. Could be. But not a head coach. He's not. A, like we have Jacques Martin just sitting there. Just uh, sitting around. Why don't you bring him in? What's his name? Claude Julian, a lot Claude of people have been calling around. out yeah, for. Right? I, mean, like, I mean, the whole retreads and stuff like yep, that. But uh, 100%. I mean, at least a tactician. It yes. just seems like they're absolutely missing a tactician. And they don't seem to know what to do in their own end. No, the defense is just a nightmare half the yeah. time. Everybody's blown. Well, basically the opposite of what we talked about with the Leafs last year, where yeah. no great defenseman, but a pretty good system where they knew what to do. Ottawa has a few really good defensemen but they don't know what to do. I was right? kind of like, hoping Sheldon was going to get fired and the, and the Sens would pick him up. <laughs> you maybe have heard Rob and I go back and forth about this. For the longest time, he and I have had this bet going, who's getting fired first, DJ yeah. or Keith? Right. And then DJ would have a terrible start. And you're like, here it comes, here it comes. And he doesn't get fired. Yeah, and then yeah. Keith gets eliminated first round. He goes, ah, it's going to be it. Nope, <laughs> no. And they both just start clinging to this somehow. <laughs> well, the, so. the best news is that you guys now have a backup. I guess not one I'm particularly interested in. <laughs> Guy Boucher running around our bench is not exciting me at all. He was supposed to be oh, the guy yeah. before Babcock got yeah. the job, so there must yeah. be some sort of relationship between him and Shanny, right? Like the, I guess, the, right? Yeah, that the, would be the connection. Brought him not, back in. Not, uh, not, uh, not Dubas, no. What do they call him? The Harry, the sexy Harry Potter. <laughs> Sexy Millhouse. I have a friend who calls sexy him. Sexy Millhouse. That's it. That's what I heard. Yeah. So somebody else referred to him as the sexy hair part. But anyways, whatever you like. Bef- yeah, yeah. Before we wrap it up, anything else about the brewery you want to put out there? Anything you want to pimp while you're here? Uh, we have an October bike fest coming up on October 14th. Okay. So we've done this a few times. We we uh, partner with uh, Ottawa Mountain Bike Association. And we participated in races and things like that and work with those guys. So we're, we, we did one in the wintertime. We do them like once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to start this October bike fest. So we're going to have a bunch of people out for biking. We'll have a DJ there. Uh, we'll have people running out and doing the, the green belt. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a fun day. Uh, Where can people get info on that? Uh, just socials. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Twitter or X, whatever you like sure, to call yeah. it these days. And uh, so that's going to be October 14th starting. Rides will start at 10 and then the, the rest of the day will 12 to 6. It's a Saturday after Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, who wants it? Who wants it? Exactly. Who fucking wants it? Get yourself some of that before uh, before Sen's opening night. 7% Rye IPA. It's gorgeous. So I'll be... You were nice enough to bring me a couple of beers. Mm. I'm probably going to hold on to a couple of the who wants it for some of my Sen's friends. There you but go. this one that we're sipping on now here, the family and friends... Uh, Friends and family. Friends and family. Yeah. I think I'm keeping that. There you that's, go. That's for yeah, me. I might I'm have to bring you some more of that. That's yeah. a, it's a nice yeah. <laughs> uh, change. Maybe take a couple home for uh, for Thanksgiving when there you spend go. some time with yeah, for uh, sure. friends and family. So uh, I'm glad you came in, man. This was fun. It was good it to was actually get to talk to you, hear really about the, the brewery bit, and, and we'll do this again because I know you frequently have new beers to put out into the world. We do, and, yeah. And we're happy yeah, to yeah. talk about them. So thanks for coming in, man. Beers and sports. Love it. Awesome. Cheers. We'll wrap this one up here. Uh, hope you all have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, this is probably the last show before the long weekend. Uh, so we'll be uh, we'll be talking to you next week. Don't forget, Graham Nichols will be here to tee up the Sen season. Jeff Fayette will be here to tee up the Leaf season. And then all the usual nonsense we've always got going on with Rob and I and, and whoever else. So thank you so much for listening. For Ian, my name's Matt. We'll see you next time. What was that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?